Welcome to Trust Me, the podcast. We are your hosts, Beth Finkel and Kiana Salucci. And we are here to share with you how we create magic in our everyday while balancing family, careers, and relationships. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for part two of this beautiful conversation with Yanni. I am just in awe of this conversation and how this woman makes transitions look so damn sexy. I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one, definitely do that. Go back and give us a listen to part one. It flows right into part two nicely. Uh, But I hope you enjoy this dialogue and find some motivation within it. I know that I did. Now on to the episode. And so I knew what had to happen. I just didn't want it to happen. Yeah. So it took a while. It took a a very long time for me to kind of like, okay, all right, you're ready. Let's do this. Um, Were you resentful in any way? I think I was, um, I think I was, but I was resentful because I was living really hard in the past Mm. because we talked about this when we talked about matrescence and at this time, guys, like we're still early in motherhood. So, um, I was with twins, twins, (laughs) the, the only thing that I could connect to was who I felt before and who I was before. And when you don't allow yourself to grow, you get stuck. And that is a dark, deep place that you don't want to be in. So, and it wasn't, I'm saying it like it was like, oh, a matter of like a mindset shift. It was like a matter of a mind, mindset shifts, multiple ones. Um, it was a matter of talking about how I really felt. It was a matter of, you know, coaching myself, getting coached. It was a, it was a matter of so many Who different things. Who was coaching things. you? Who was in your corner coaching you? Oh my gosh. I, I had, I had a couple people in my corner. Um, but I remember my, one of my best friends, Ashley, like she was my coach and she kept saying like, do you know who you are? And I'm like, I don't know who I am. You know? <laughs> so she was my person. I was like, do you know who that you are? That person is gone. That person has gone. But she had to like bring me back. Like, like, you know who you are, you know, who you know. And then I had like my team, my velvet team that definitely just held it down. Uh, and then Dan that always holds it down. So I had this team and even though I didn't feel um, confident in this new role, I knew that again, my time will come. So somewhere there was like this flow of, I'm going to make this sacrifice right now. I'm not necessarily over the moon happy, but I'm going to support it because I know my time will come and this isn't it for me. Yes. And then by get, like I, having Lindsay, having Lish, my partner, having those people in, in stone and set, I, it, it made things a lot easier and it made me yeah, feel a little bit more confident. That, Lish didn't come to many handful of years Later, yeah, it was like you two were years sort of later, running yep. the business from Maine, kind of popping yep. in, what, every couple of months to check yeah. in on things. I was living like a double life. The world was changing. The world was changing. I was living a double life. That's what I feel like. Because like I would be a stay-at-home mom full-time when I was in Maine, and then I would come back to PA, and we were traveling 
And again, shout out to the kids because they were just like rock stars through it all. They Solid, loved it. Yeah. Solid. But we were coming back to PA like every two months. Um, and when I came back to PA, I was back in my element. I was back in my zone. I was back at work with my people. So I, that part, I I would say during this whole journey was like, I get the best of both worlds. I get to spend this time with my children that I wanted to, but I also get a pop of life that I had before. Um, so I was living in this life, but it wasn't until the pandemic happened, which in so many ways it has helped me. Shout out to Um, the pandemic. Shout out to the pandemic. And like I said, depending on where you were standing in this, and I feel for the people that were hurting and going through things and losing people, um, my heart is with you. And, you know, so their view of the pandemic might be different. But from where I was standing, it allowed me to slow life down, think about the things that I wanted, think about the manifest the life that I was, I wanted to have. And at that time, it was like, it was almost like, you know how like when you're like in your early 20s and you go out and you're going out every night of the week and then you get to your mid 20s, late 20s and you're like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Those places don't excite me anymore. And you get to your 30s and you're like, I'm not even walking into those places anymore. <laughs> and I felt yeah. like during this whole transitional time, I was in it and then I was like dipping and dabbing in it. And then I got to a point where I was like, I, 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 this is not what I want. This is what I want. And so the pandemic happened and I slowed down and I got to, and during this time, this was the most time I would say since I had the, ch- the, the twins. So I had the twins in 2018, 2020 happened. So they were two years old. This was the most time that my family was together for yeah. a long extended put like time in one place. So when you kind of a few seconds ago commented on, you know, I was getting that pop of energy when I was back in PA, it kind of sounds like you were finding that pop of energy in Maine. And maybe that's when you're like, this is kind of where we're going to be. We're not doing the dual yeah, states like I, I, I knew that I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, okay, like we got to shift again. Mm-hmm. Your, mm-hmm. your kids are going to start preschool in a year. Where do you want to be? You know, like, yeah. you can't live dual state forever. I want to be with my family. I want to settle. I want to get, you know, get back. You know, you can't do that forever. So the pan, like, like I said, the pandemic happened. I got, I dug deep. I was able to kind of interconnect with myself and figure out. And this was the first time in two years at that time that I could sit and think about how I wanted to move forward. Because before I talked about how it was just happening so fast and I was just like going with it on autopilot. And I was enduring that silence when everyone was still for about five months. I could think about like, where do I want to be? Yeah. Now that you have control over this thing, right? Because I was going dual state like it was nothing. You know, I was like, yeah, I was were. living. Yeah, I was living that lifestyle like it was nothing. But I knew it wasn't sustainable. And I knew that. One time, at, at some point, I would have to figure it out. And I wanted to be in the driver's seat this time. Well, that's your sacrifice again. Because at yeah. this point, you're not sacrificing on behalf of Dan. You're actually sacrificing on, on behalf of the kids. Yeah. Because they're starting to need more solid footing. 
Yep. And and that's where I was, and and that's when we made the decision. Okay, we're not going to do dual state anymore. We are going to move to Maine, and that was a scary point in my life because this was starting. That's an 20- element of letting go too. Let, and letting go to something. Yeah. In a different and way. I, in a different way, and I knew that's what that's where it was going and it scared me because I was like, oh my gosh, like now like those pops aren't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now that a taste of that old life isn't going to happen. How do you transition to this? And there was a lot of, and I keep talking about these transitional periods because in what seems like a short amount of years was a lot of transitioning. It was a lot of, of parts that were like, this is new. Are you sure? Which way do you go? You don't know, kind of thing. And that is actually when I got my partner, got Lish. And that was another thing, another sacrifice on my end that I felt like, okay, this needs to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's so Mm -hmm. funny because even with her, I manifested it. And we talk about it all the time because I did a hair show with her back in 2016. And we were on stage and we're educating. And it was like we were in this vibe. And I remember telling her, we're going to work together one day. I know it. We're going to be together. No. And, I had, and I had just started my salon and I was nowhere ever thinking I was moving anywhere. I was uh, was going to get a partner. None of that. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I knew that then. And I remember us talking like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be so cool. Like one day, like blah, blah, blah. And fast forward, you know, some years later, she's my partner. So <laughs> I'm grateful for her. Um, but so at this time, you know, life just allowed me to say, to, to see it for what it was. And I was like, you know what, this is where I need to be, but this is what I need to create in order for me to be there. It sounds like you find a lot of solace in sort of the chaos. Would you agree mm -hmm. with that? Yes. Yes. And has that changed now that you're in Maine? With no. more solid footing, you still no. are, you still seek out the chaos, I, or or what? I don't know. <laughs> depending depending on where you're looking at this, you might think that I seek it out. <laughs> it's like not some, that chaos is bad, but like bad. you definitely have a personality where it's like, okay, if we want to read a book and drink some tea, you're gonna have to like switch that up a little bit because you're like, that's not my vibe. Like I, I need to. Read a book. Throw a dance party in the middle. With a drag show. And then we're going to invite Oprah to it. And then the tea is going to be some type of like vanilla chai tangerine. Oh my God. I know. I I don't like, I don't look at it like that guys. And it it might seem that way where it's like, (laughs) okay, she's finally getting a grip. She's finally getting some traction. And here she goes like, and and to be clear, I actually never think you're getting a grip because honestly there was a cadence of five years that I and I would see you pretty much like when you were back in the area and there would always be something new that you're doing and I'm like what what are you going to tell me today yeah what is the next thing you're going to tell me so I don't know I wouldn't co-sign that you've got a grip I I don't know that that's in your um in your making you know what it is it's like I know to a certain extent 
what I want. And I'm going to find that no matter what, no matter the obstacles, because if I don't, that would drive me crazy. Yeah. That will put me in a bad space because even when I finally, you know, did get a grip, you know, we, we moved to Maine, we, you know, I'm with my children, I'm with my family and it was my time to exhale and say, okay, you know, you, you, you've gotten through it. You've gotten through it. Your business is running better. My business and PA, my salon was running better than it was when I was working slash, in it. Slash added a new business. Right, right. Slash when you say, when I did get a grip in parentheses in the Yanni type way. And the Yanni, and the Yanni way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I didn't have like track sneakers on, but I had like some like, you know, Skechers. Some, some Skechers. <laughs> Beth, I don't think I've ever had a pair of Skechers. I was always. What? Me either. Me I think either. You did. Beth has no, Ciccones. No. Beth has Ciccones. I know you did. <laughs> I did I have those for I know you did. I did I know have you did. But no, so like once, so, so during the, during the midst of this, you know, um, Lish and I were able to create a business that was running very successfully. It's still running very successfully. And I was here in Maine and I'm like living the life. And I was like, I'm still hungry. This mm-hmm. still isn't it for me. I'm still wanting more. And I op- <laughs> I opened a studio here for hair. And there's so the- much that you can emulate from your story but like, can we kind of just take it more granular in the sense that maybe not everybody's in the position to leave their jobs or change yeah. their jobs in that dramatic of a way, mm-hmm. in that audacious of a way. But I think everybody reserves the right to change course. Yeah. To, you know, pick a different path. Yeah. So what what are the tips that you would give to our listeners to say, like, try it or, you know, believe me? Like, what would you say? An old friend years ago said to me a quote that I love, but he said, those that say they can and those that say they can't are usually right. No, I love that. That's actually a and, big sports quote. And I feel like if there is something yearning inside you, and I don't care how small it is, how big it is, and I'm not saying it has to go to the furthest extent of opening a business. If it's switching jobs, if it's shifting something in your life for the better, I don't care what it is. Listen to yourself. meditate and manifest what it feels like to have whatever that is that you're yearning for. Picture it from what, it, what does it smell like? Who's there? What does it look like? What does it feel like? All of those things. And even though whatever that thing is may seem huge, may seem out of reach, out of, like you, if it seems bigger than you can even imagine, Try to do a small thing every day to reach it, to get there. 
and I'm not saying to go and quit your job and live this life and not know what's happening the next day or not know what's where you're going to be. I'm not saying that. That was just my experience of what was happening because we all know that opportunity never comes when all the stars are in line and you think that you're 100% ready. Yeah. Can I ask you this question just as like from curiosity? So I think... When you are established, so sort of for our listeners, you know, I don't own my own business, have worked in the health and well-being field for 20 years of my last career for different employers, right? So that kind of becomes your professional brand. And sometimes your personal brand kind of gets lost in your professional brand. What I'm kind of feeling like for your story is that your personal brand sort of was the connecting tissue the whole time. Even though you went from multiple businesses, you went from multiple roles in your businesses, you went, and I don't know if you would say this about yourself, but for a period of time, you were prominently a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. But I feel like your personal brand still really shined. And is there any advice there that we can maybe say, like, maybe if we're not ready to take that big loop, like, don't put all of our eggs in our professional brand? Yeah. Find out who you are. And dig deep in that. Understand that Building a life takes time. Mm -hmm. It does not happen overnight. Dig deep and find out who you really are. And I think that during this whole discovery, I think, and I'm not going to say that prior to, you know, having the kids and and moving, I'm not going to say that I didn't know who I was. I think I was very confident who I was then. But who I become are, are two different people. Yeah, And I had to dig deep and find that person, find that person again and stay true to whoever it is that person is for you. Stay true to that person. Love on that person. Accept. Accept like the, the storm that you may have gone through the, the hard times. Cause that is going to make you who you are and be okay with that. Be okay about where you are at this, at this time. I think the element of loving who you are almost in the same breath builds that personal brand. And I kind of think when I go, go ahead. No, it's all the moving parts that do Yeah, like, like where you've come from, the things that you can't, you couldn't control where you came from how you got to where you are, that is all going to make you who you are. There's ways that I can connect with people. And the only reason why is because of who I was. You know what I mean? And there's times that I could connect with people solely because of who I am. Yeah. So like all of that, all the life before and all the life that I have now, like, 
they all play a huge role in my, in who I am. You know, my, my ancestors, my family, my, the city I grew up in, gosh, uh, you know, my friends, my everything in my life as a whole has made me who I am, the good and the bad. And I think that when you accept all of that and you combine that into like what you've grown from, oh my God, that person is beautiful. That. That's, it's only one of you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's only one of you. Only you have walked that road. Only you have lived that life. Only you have gotten out of bed the times where it was so hard for you. Only you have, you know, gotten through the good and bad times. And like, I get like a little like emotional because it, it and I, it might sound like, oh, this story is like, oh, it's, 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 it's so good. It's, it was hard. It was very, yeah. very, it was the hardest thing the hardest years of my life. It's probably easy to, you know, show the the success of it mm-hmm. now. But mm-hmm. I know that it was the hardest time of your life. It, and I imagine for our listeners, they may be embarking on this part right now, right? Like, yeah. especially if, again, the world is different. We're working in different ways. We're taking new opportunities. We're betting on ourselves we're tell you know we're we're okay with being more prominent in our homes and less in our profession because that's what we need to do right now. Right. We reserve the right to move and shake as we need to. But I think when you're thinking about your story 5 years ago, we're still in the era where people say you can have it all. You can work, you can own a business, you can be a mom, you can be a great wife, you can be, you know, internet, social media is just popping off. Like that's a lot to navigate. It comes at a price. And especially for so long, I, I identified with my work. That's yeah. how I ident- identified with. And once I didn't have that, oh my God, I was stripped of everything. So what I wanted to ask this, because I, I hear this a lot, sort of like this beef between like working moms and stay at home moms. And in a way, you were kind of both of those, right? Like you were sort of the middle of the Venn diagram. So did you have to sort of shape shift your conversation based on who you were talking to? Or what did that look like in regards to, you know, when you're meeting new people and and sort of that, who are you question? What did that look like for you? I felt like when I was in it, it was hard for me. It was hard for me to connect um, because I was both. Yeah. And, you know, and I was like, I was, you know, I was going through so much. So when I was at state, when I was at home, I wish I was at work. When I was at work, I wish I was at home. So (laughs) it was like this whole, like, like crazy mind, mind fuck, if you will, that was happening that like, I was like, wait, who am I today? Who am I tomorrow? Who am I going to be next week? The context is five to seven years ago that wasn't as normal as it is today where we're sitting today where there's, you know, moms creating whole businesses from their phones. It's a lot more normalized now. So you probably have no issues with that dialogue now, but I imagine five years ago, that might've been hard as hell. 
And I think that I would, when I would talk about it, it, I, I started to refrain because like, I wasn't the most confident person then. I might have showed it. Yeah. But inside I wasn't, I I was, I was the, the most unsure I've ever been in my life. And when I would talk about it to people and they're like, wait, you do what? (laughs) Wait, what? You live where? Wait, what? Like, and when someone responds to you like that, because, because I was so unsure of what was happening at that time, I was like, I didn't know. I was like, uh, yeah, I kind of do. And I would move on to something else because I couldn't yeah. relate in that kind of way. Now I talk to people and I'm like, oh my gosh, my friend, like, oh, she's in California for this you know, amount of time. And she's in New York for this amount of time. And I hear it more. But back then it was hard for me to relate to anyone. And I think that's what it was because no one I knew was living that lifestyle that I was living. No one, no one that I knew or no one that I could like run to that could even give me their blueprint that they may have had when they went through this, you know? So it was like a lonely road. Um, And, and like I said, guys, I don't want you to ever think that this was like a glorious time or it was easy or it was like, you know, the best times. It was a very, very tough time when I was going through it, but I knew that it was temporary and I knew that this wasn't it. It wasn't the end. And I think once you even have that, you know, I growing up, my dad always would say, you know, you need, you need, you know, faith as much as a, a mustard seed, which is tiny, tiny, small. <laughs> so like, that's what I was holding on to was that yeah. mustard seed. Like, I know no one understands this. I barely understand it, but I know for sure that whatever is on the other side is greater. I and, think that's built in your DNA anyway. Yeah, and yeah. I've had, I've heard Gabrielle Union talk about this a lot. It's just this level of, this is sort of in your history, always needing to have one more notch of hope than despair. Mm-hmm. And if you can just keep that one more notch of hope, that's just what you need to get one foot in front of the other. That's all you need. So if that's, if it's that thing that you're thinking about, that thing that you want to do, like that's all it takes. I mean, it takes a lot of action. It really does take some sacrifices, but that much, that mustard well, seed. It's a great piece of advice from, um, I talk about, uh, one of the certifications that I have around cultural, um, you know, just cultural design in organizations, there's a term called VUCA and it's sort of uh, volatile, uncertain, complex, you know, Mm -hmm. always changing. And that is our world. And it sounds like you were sort of onto something at that time, like you were in this VUCA mindset, like it's always going to change. That's just what you're going to expect. But it's not going to stay messy forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you have, like, you want to be willing to go on that ride because that is going to make you or break you, you know? Yeah. Like, go, go on that ride. Go on that ride. It might be tough, but, like, I've never heard anyone at the end of their life say, damn, I wish I would have never tried that. 
damn, I, I wish I would have never stayed small. I wish I would have stayed small. They, they yeah. don't say that, you know? So like, don't be afraid to believe in yourself. And change courses. And change courses. Don't be afraid. You know, we're, we're creatures of habit. And I understand the the feeling of, you know, comfortability. Like, knowing what's going to happen next. Feeling good about where you are. And it it feeling so comfortable. Yeah. Don't be, don't be afraid to, to do the things that scare you. What I'm sort of pulling out of your story this morning is, you know, you're not necessarily telling people to be reckless, right? Like that's not reckless. what, that's not the advice you're giving, but in a way it's kind of telling me in a way, what you're telling me is that this is almost a solvent for joy. Like if you always know that you can be having desire to reach to a next thing, have desire to, you know, stay in strain a little bit, even though it's hard, but we're not going to stay there. Mm -hmm. This actually gives me the outlook that I can have infinite joy if I'm willing to put myself out there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you agree with that? Yeah. And if the, and if going to that next step brings you joy, if you know that like, hey, I want to add this back into my life or I want to add this to my life in general. But if I do, I have to give up X, Y, and Z. Or if I do, I'm going to have to take on this a- another position or whatever that is. Like, yeah. if that's what you want, map that out for yourself. Create yeah. that. Create that that thing that you want, that goal that you want to reach. You know, if you are out there and you are in the midst of it, you're in it, you feel like you can't push any harder, push a little harder. Even though you feel like you can't, keep going, keep going. You haven't, you didn't come this far just to come this far. Yeah. And even push a little harder, maybe having a conversation to check in with someone Mm -hmm. just to hold space for your heart, right? Like let's, Let's have a conversation. Let's put the heart in a box and on a shelf for a few days, but we know where it is and we will go back to it and start unraveling the complexity. Yeah. There's no time limit, time limit. So I'm not saying that like, oh, you got to like mine just so happened to be in the course of five years that all these things were happening. Um, and if I could have more control over it back then, I would like it. To, I would have loved it for it to slow down a little bit. Um, but like, there's no time limit on it. But like, if you're doing the things that make you happy, that bring you joy and you got to squeeze them in, or you got to like create space for them, do those things. Well, I almost think, I almost think you may not know in the moment that these things are bringing you joy. It kind of sounds like in the moment they're not bringing you joy, Yep. but the potential of joy continues to generate. Like to me, it's such a generative action that you're talking about. Yeah. And, and sometimes like a lot of times it's, it's not like, it doesn't happen right away. You know what I mean? The reasons why you're doing it, you're, you're, you're not getting the reaction right away is an instant gratification. Sometimes you're going through the hard or going through the tough or going through whatever it is 
for something that might not start to bloom, you know, until a year, two, three, four, five years later. You know what I mean? But you know and that this if, is the sacrifice now, now that I have to take. Yeah. And I would say for our analytical minds out there, a, a trick of the trade is rate your day every day. Put it somewhere, whether it's your phone, whether it's a journal that you keep. Just give yourself a rating one to five, especially if you're working on something new or you're shaping and shifting into a new role in your profession, a new role, you know, in whatever it is, rate your day and and write one sentence as to why, because then you can go back and get perspective from that. If you're given yeah. fives in a certain, you know, period of time in a certain cadence, you can really look at data to say, why was I giving myself a five during that time? I bet if you were rating your day over the last five years, yeah. you could probably pull out some themes and some understanding of where you're at now. Yeah. If I could rate it, um, then like if I, I, I didn't have that tool then, but I mean, that's amazing. I didn't have that tool to do so then. Um but like some of the days were, some of the days were rough and, you know, they were filled with a lot of, uh, a lot of tears and tears because it was at that time, it was so hard. And I wasn't sure what the heck I was doing. Yeah. I was just doing. Um, but if you are out there now and you're going to through something very similar rate your day i love that so, so you can see exactly like how you how you truly are how you really are i'm gonna i've saved this question to the end and i i want to kind of tie it to this rating of your day i know you probably didn't rate your day every day but i know you and you take a lot of notes you keep a lot of history I do. And I would like to ask you, if you were, if Ike and Zara were in the same position as you five years ago, about to embark on this incredible, scary life change, what advice would you give to them? I would give to them, the advice I would give to them is to, to do it. Mommy's got your back. I've been down this road. Sometimes I feel like we go through things as parents so that we become the ultimate teachers for our children. And I never, I didn't have that experience of someone that I knew that was going through something very similar so I didn't have a blueprint. I didn't have a, a pathway. I didn't have even someone that I could connect with on that level to show me exactly or reveal to me exactly like what was actually happening. It was just like a whole growth experience for me. And I was forced to figure it out on my own, which I'm so grateful for that journey now but I feel like I've gone through it so that one day when they come across this crossroad of, you know, I want to do this or I want to become that or, you know, this is getting a little tough. How do I get through it? I can then, 
explain to them and share with them my pathway. And I think that it happened to me so that it can happen for them. Well, I just want to thank you. You're incredibly inspiring as my friend. And I'm so happy that you were able to kind of get deep and go through this on our episode today, because I think it, it matters, right? Like it's not all rainbows and butterflies and you just wake up, you know, having five businesses under your belt. There's some sacrifice there. And I just, there's so much that I want to thank you for sharing with us this morning. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I'm so good. I'm so glad that I'm able to talk about it because in those in those years, I wasn't able to talk about it because I was trying to still figure it, figure it out. But I'm happy that I'm able to express, you know, the journey and to be like living proof that you can get through it. It's tough. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm so grateful that I'm here with you and I'm allowed to do this podcast with you and just that just shows me that like, you know, like that storm was very necessary for, for us to have what we have now. So I'm oh, grateful. I love you so much. I love you. All right, my good people, give us a listen at anywhere you listen to your podcast and follow us on trust me underscore the underscore podcast. And any last thoughts from you, my dear Yanni? Guys, I'm so grateful for you guys. I um I'm just like I'm in awe, but thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Tune in. Stay true to us. We'll stay true to you. If you guys have any comments, any questions, any podcast topics, please DM us. Don't be afraid. And until next time. Love yas. Bye. Bye. How did you get in there? How did you he get in the there? Beach. All his boogies. How's the weather there? Is it rainy? Um, it's muggy actually. Yeah, that's how it is here. <laughs>